This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's Cigar Authority. Thank you, Chuck Morrison and Mr. Jonathan by my side. And welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority Saturday, March 5th, 2011. And another week for the Cigar Authority, the Doc. Doc Stogie Fresh will be checking in with us. Along it's, with- it's David yep. Doc Diaz. You keep calling him Doc Stogie Fresh. Dr. Stogie Fresh is what I got down on my paper. You wrote it wrong. That's okay. I we, doubt it. I we doubt all it. make mistakes. I say he's Dr. Stogie Fresh. <laughs> the Doc. They call him the Doc. I've read a lot of his stuff. They call him the Doc. He's going to be on anyway. Should be good. We'll see what he's got to say. All things Stogies. That's what they say. It's all nice. things Stogies, and they know what they're talking about. We're going to see about that. Along with Big Cigar News events and lots more. But first, uh, we're going to bring on Jeremy Soares. Um, and uh, he's the national, um, the regional sales manager for My Father Cigars, which is Don Papine. He's got the new Jaime Garcia cigar. It's a big, fat torpedo, and we're going to smoke this first. It looks like it's strong, but we're up for it anyway. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority, a weekly show about guys hanging around cigar stores and talking shop and talking about uh, new cigars and events that's going on and just having fun, and that's what we're all about here on the Cigar Authority, and this is a syndicated show that's on four radio stations in the New England area, WWZN, AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston, WGHM, 900 The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire, WARL, that's 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, and WGAM 1250, ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. We were... Uh, broadcasting this video streaming on Ustream.tv, but we've been having such a terrible time with it. We're trying something new this week, and it's on Justin TV. Justin.tv. That's it, yep. That's it, right? Justin.tv, J-U-S-T-I-N.tv. We're going to see if that's any better for us. So far... So far, uh, the link that uh, – oh, I clicked on the wrong link. That's my problem. That's it. So <laughs> clicked on the wrong link. We're seeing if it's working anyway. But we're always recording, so the audio portion of this will be seamless and not a problem because the radio stations are picking it up and everything. But we're having a terrible time trying to get a streaming broadcast of this mess. But anyway, we're, we're going to continue to try. You can get us on podbeam.com or iTunes at your leisure and listen to the show at any time. And all this stuff is all put together and put onto the cigarauthority.com for you to watch at your leisure. Hopefully, uh, we'll get some uh, video happening here on this show. And hopefully, we've cured the problem. But I don't believe it. We'll see what happens anyway. So... Um, the first cigar of the day is the Jaime Garcia, new size uh, of a brand that hasn't been around all that long. This is a big monster cigar. Monster cigar. 
monster cigar. Here, take this while you're playing. Thank you. Thank you. That. And I'm, I'm getting tongue-tied. That Chuck, is, check this thing out. Oh, my God. That is a beefy stogie right there. Let's, wow. We'll, we'll get the inside scoop of this. This is all of a 64 ring gauge, I would say. This is a man cigar. There's, there's no joke here. In a magar. What, what I do like right off the bat is that they tapered the end because there are not a lot of cigar cutters that will cut a 64 ring gauge. It's, a, it's at least a 64. Wow. Um, nice looking wrapper on it. It's, uh, it's got a little shine to it. A little... Um, Almost like the sugars have uh, come out of the, the Maduro of it. Yeah. So, man, a lot of tobacco. And um, Jeremy's going to be on, and he's going to tell us all about it, including uh, what it costs and all the information of it. But it is no joke, man. This is a, this is a man-sized cigar. So, a little pre-light taste. It tastes like the bonds of Nicaragua. <laughs> Tasting this, I can taste spicy on my lips. It's mm. already a uh, little, little uh, tingling going on. Chuck, get ready. Get the, <laughs> yeah, brother. Bring, Good bring thing the, you had a little something to eat before the show today. because bring the, This, this is, uh, is going to be no joke. Pepin Garcia wow. is known for uh, packing some power. And this one is going to be all that. I am going to use my triple jet lighter from Zycar because I'm going to need to to toast the foot of this big monster. So it's like I get, to the, I get to one end of the toasting, and I have to restart on the other side because I only have a single jet lighter over here. I'll tell you, the big, thick ring gauges have been getting so popular the past couple of years. I can't believe how much they have got popular, even in the New England area where we had a hell of a winter this year. And um, a cigar like this is going to take a long time to smoke. It, it's it's kind of short. It's about a five-inch cigar, maybe six-inch short. Sure, yeah. And... Um, this is going to take a long time. It's going to burn slow because of how, how thick it is. It's like burning a log, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, go easy. <laughs> go easy. Sorry about that, guys. Are you choking already, huh? Holy God. That Just was... out of habit, I tried exhausting this bad boy through my nose, and, man, that's a lot of smoke. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is no joke. This is, uh, this is for real, folks. Don't try this at home. Yeah. Well, actually, try it at home. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Okay. Wow. Holy smokes it. It's, it's working, guys. Really? We're on Justin TV. First time ever, right? There we go. Look at that light. <laughs> Woo! Oh, my goodness. I am choking it up over here. Wow. Anyway, anyway. Um, so uh, are you sure this is not pronounced the Jamie Garcia? Jaime. Jaime. Even though it's spelled J-A-I-M-E, it's Jaime. Okay. Okay, I got it. There we go. And you know what I wrote on my notes here, so I would say it right? H-Y-M-A-Y. Hi, May. Hi, May. Wow. Dude. Okay, <laughs> I got to pull the mic away from for a second. Yeah, that's what I should have done. <laughs> wow. This is good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Curious to see, because Jeremy, is, uh, he's no slouch when it comes to smoking. So Where's I'm the bucket? curious to see what his, uh, what his response is to this. This is impressive. Wow. Well, this is interesting because I uh, haven't had a strong cigar like this in quite a while, and he'll come on and tell me it's medium-bodied or something like that, which will be <laughs> really this messed is, up. This is a light cigar. Okay, what do we got going on? Um, uh, He's a little lost right now. I am. I'm lost. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to talk right now about the Hummer. Ooh. 
Hummer. I used to own a Hummer. Yep. And we're going to talk. I'm going to actually ask Chuck a question H- right now, H- Chuck. H2. Since you did beat me last week. Yep. Uh, two times. Not once. You beat me twice. And uh, I lost sleep on it. I actually haven't slept now in a week. Uh, so I came up with a question for you. Which has a larger carbon footprint? Are you ready? I'm ready. The Toyota Prius or the original Hummer? I'm going to logic original Hummer. You're Why gonna, would that be logic? How is that logic? Against a Prius? Are you kidding me? The Prius is the hybrid. Right. So, so the carbon I, footprint on a Prius sh- I would should imagine be smaller. Be, yeah, right, right. Okay, so that's what you're saying. You're yes. saying that the carbon footprint oh, on a Prius is smaller correct. than a Hummer. I'm sorry. I, okay. The way I was answering that was that the, the original Hummer would have a larger carbon footprint than okay. a Prius. Okay. Well, you are wrong. Wrong? What? The... Hummer, actually, the original Hummer. You had to guess that he was going to give you a question that was logically going to be completely wrong and you were going to get it. But, and as you were saying that, I said, okay, obviously, the answer for you is going to be the opposite of exactly. what we're thinking because I got you figured out, buddy. I got you <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so the but, argument, but how can that be? The argument is that when you factor in the environmental costs of building a Prius, uh, for example, when they mine the nickel for the battery, uh, the race between the Hummer and the Prius for the green ribbon isn't even close. Uh, where they mine the nickel is all the way up in Ontario, Canada. The surrounding area around that facility where they smelt the, the nickel is so infested by acid rain, mm-hmm. nothing grows for miles. It is so bad that when NASA... Wow wants to test their lunar vehicles, that's where they go. It is literally a no-man's land around the plant where they smelt it. So That's amazing. When you buy a Prius and you think, oh, man, I'm, I'm really doing something good mm. for the environment, you're wrong. You also think, oh, I'm doing something good for my, uh, my pocket because I'll pay less for gas. less. For less. Well, that you're wrong there far as well. Far less for the product and far less for gas. Number one. The batteries on a Prius, let's say you don't drive 100,000 miles in five years, which I can't imagine doing because I drive 200,000 miles in five years easily. So I could never own a Prius. But let's say you can stretch that 100,000 miles out. You will replace your battery after five years. Okay. The battery is $5,000. The Toyota Prius is already more expensive because it's a hybrid. Okay. So It's uh, not way more expensive than a than a, than a car. Hummer. No, it's not. If you're talking about just as far as you're looking at cars that are that size, so you're going to get a, a okay. Honda Civic yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or a Prius. Yeah. So you're looking at already spending three to $5,000 more, plus they're hard to get at the dealership, and so the dealers are charging full price for them because they're selling them faster than what they can get them in. There's no discounts whatsoever. There are no rebates. And so... You end up spending full price, whereas a Hummer, you can get reduced because no one's buying them. You can buy an original Hummer for several thousand dollars less than what the sticker price is. So you factor it out over over the course of the, the length of the vehicle. A regular, normal Hummer, you can get 300,000 miles on. Uh, they were originally produced for the military. They're really rugged vehicles. Low mi- you know, you're going to get 10 miles to a gallon, though. Yeah, you'll pay a little bit in the gas, but uh, a little bit. when you factor it out over time. I owned a Hummer. Not a little bit. When I used to pull up into the gas station with the Hummer. Everyone would have a smile, I Oh, bet. yeah. They would they be were loving pumped. it. Oh, I bet, man. $100 just to fill the tank. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the Prius costs uh, over the, its lifespan $3.75 per mile. And you get about 100,000 miles on a Prius. 
whereas a Hummer, two and a quarter wow. per mile. So what's, what made you get into this? What was, uh, would you somebody? Excellent have, question. Yeah. Why uh, all why, of a why, sudden? Why do you have to question my sources? Not sources. I don't get somebody my sources. Discussion. This is just an odd discussion. Somebody bothered you. Somebody uh, said something about your car was too big. Or yeah, something they, were, they weren't hassling me about my car, but they were touting how awesome their Prius was. It's, I hate to bring up the place that I get my coffee. I'm not going to mention their name, but I go into this place, and these people are as lunatic left as you possibly can get. Yuck. As far as they're concerned, guns themselves actually have souls, and they're, 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 every gun has sold its soul to the devil. They're just so far left, it's unbelievable. And they're talking about how green they are. And but they make a hell of a cup of coffee. They do. They make a good coffee, and that's the reason I go back. <laughs> customer service is bad. They're not always open on time. I absolutely hate going in there. I don't even like talking to them. And yeah. they were touting how awesome their Prius is. And so I started doing a little research, and I actually found an article where the, uh, the Hummer is better than the Prius. So you don't just do this to me. You do this to everybody. Everybody. Right? I, some, someone you just said to try me, to misprove everything. That somebody said to me this week that I come across as um, someone who would never engage in, a, in an argument. Or, oh, God, they got that guy yeah, wrong. That I, that I would never call somebody on the carpet. And uh, I, live, I live for battles. So, I, I realize that. Yeah. I've, I've battled with you. Uh, I'll tell you about this cigar. The very couple of first puffs... I was scared to death of it. <laughs> it, it. It has calmed down for it has. me. I'm all right. I'll be okay. I'm all right. I'm a big boy. I'm See, all right. But it was a little scary at the beginning. What I'm glad is Jeremy hasn't lit his up yet. So when he comes and sits down, he's going to light it up. And I want to see if he chokes. He's going to take the initial thing. Hey, how about uh, before he gets on, Can we? Uh, should we uh, do this day in history? Or do we put him through this boring uh, segment that you and Chuck are going to do. We can bang it out. You want to bang it out? I think we can bang it out. Let me, All right. pull up my, let me pull up my list. All right. While you're pulling up your list, today is March 5th, the 64th day of the year. There's 301 days remaining. That was uh, a quick 64. So uh, a couple more days. We're at 299, and the days are going, uh, going fast. We're going to be turning back the clocks, and spring is here, and it's going to be a, a better time and place for us. It's been a long, cold winter here in New England. And uh, I'm glad to say it's almost over. Thank God. But anyway, this day, March 5th in 1770. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. The Boston Massacre. Five Americans, including something, and a boy were killed by British troops. And this was uh, the outbreak of the American Revolutionary War. I'm out for blood on this one, Chuck. Nice. We had the Super Secret Project on at one point, and they did their spoof on New York State of Mind. They got a good one now. This is yeah. Snowplow. Plow guy? See it? Yeah. Plow guy, great. Boston State of Mind right here. Oh, really? Look yeah. at this. This is uh, unknown. Unknown. I like it's that. Unknown. So, 1770 today, the Boston Massacre arrived, and that's Mr. Jonathan's uh, rendition of the Boston Massacre. What do you have, Mr. Chuck? These right. guys go back and forth. They both want to do the audio for the show. And uh, because Mr. Jonathan thinks he's better than everybody at everything he does. Um, I am. Uh, Chuck had done it the past couple of weeks. I thought he did a great job. And <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way to make us jump, yeah. right? Wow. It's really on. You know the song, Dave, right? I 
I don't. State of Massachusetts by Dropkick Murphys? Oh, Dropkick Murphy, sure. All right. Okay, boy, Jonathan. I, I, I dislike them both. Uh, the idea here is uh, who made the better <laughs> audio version of what the Boston Massacre was all about. Um, I thought they were both pretty bad myself, but uh, I, I guess we have to pick one, so I don't know. Uh, I could understand. It didn't hurt me to listen to yours, Jonathan. That that other version actually hurt my ears, maybe because it was pounding. So, uh, uh, and by the way, uh, in fairness Mr. To Chuck, Jonathan lost everything last, last I did. Week. I lost every contest. Chuck was scrambling to get the show up and running. We switched over to Justin TV. Okay, so those that are listening so, right now, if you want to watch, you go on to Justin TV. Justin, Justin dot TV, which Justin. actually is not true because those people that are listening right now, this is only on the radio because we're taping the show on a Wednesday night again, well before. Again, you're telling so, me. You're well, telling you're going to send people to a place. They're going to go there when it's not going to be live. Oh, all right. But they can still go on to Justin TV and watch, and watch the stream of this later on. Am I right? Yep. That's the, way that's the theory here. That's the theory. That's we're we're testing it as we go right now. And we're broadcasting stream, live. <laughs> okay. Ustream was now our, such a failure. Our audience that's here right now, if they wanted to tell their Facebook friends or anything they to, would to watch the show right now, they could go on to Justin.tv, J-U-S-T-I-N.tv, and we are on live right now. We're on for, live, for those and it's people. The Cigar Authority, no spaces, all one word. And it'll pull the video feed right up. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give that to Jonathan. Thank because, you very uh, much. The other, the, the other one was painful. Okay. Moving along, uh, 1836, Samuel Coat made his first production model revolver. Speaking of uh, guns, it was the 34 caliber. And it happened this day in 1936. Happy days are here again. What the? Oh, I went out of order. Okay. Right, happy Oh. <laughs> Which which would be really good for the next one. Yes. I got something here. <laughs> this is always a mess, folks. I don't even know why we do it. We do it All because, right. because we're, we're, creamy we're on just that not going to give up on this. Samuel Colt made the first production model revolver, the, ninth, the 34 caliber in 1836. You know this song, Dave, right? No. I don't know anything that's, that's before this 1980. Is, this is 90s. Yeah. Uh, this is not, this is the '90s. This is a band called Filter. This is called Hey Man, Nice Shot. Okay, all right. Well, it's certainly I should have gone with my day. first choice of "Hit Me with Your Best Shot," but I I okay. loaded the wrong song. All right, so we're going with Chuck because you did it wrong anyway. "Hit Me with Your Best Shot" would have been good, and you yeah, would've. probably would have got a point. But we got a tie right now. Moving on to 1933, which the Great Depression. This day, President Roosevelt declares a bank holiday, closing all U.S. banks and freezing. All financial uh, transactions to happen this day in 1933. This was the Great Depression. I'm going this was to the day. refer back to the song that I just played because I played them out of order. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm going to say Happy Days is here again because it came out in the 1930s from a film called Rain or Shine. Well, let me tell you, this was the worst day in U.S. history. It was far from Happy Days. It was the worst day. This was the first day of the Great Depression. You couldn't even get your money out of the bank. And I don't know what Chuck has, but whatever he has is going to be better than Happy Days are here again. 1929, the financial house of cards collapses, and the overinflated stock market plunges into a Great Depression, a financial panic. So let me get this straight. You read the thing, and then Chuck plays 
It means the Someone that's reading exactly what you just this read. This is like the original news a, broadcast. You're going to give him a point for that. Happy days are here again. It's the song from the 1930s. It was a song about the Great Depression. No, it was about when, when the Great Depression was over. No, it wasn't. Happy days are here again. Happy days are here again. The <laughs> banks shut down. You got money in there. They froze all accounts. Oh, I need to go. There, there was no bank cards or anything. I'm going to go in the bank and get my $6 out to pay my mortgage this month. You're Sorry, just thinking about just that money. one little piece of Happy Days Are Here Again. The theme of the song was about the future and looking forward to the future and being able no, to. No, Happy Days are, they are not. That's happy Days being, Are Here. Being able to be happy with what you have, you, which is very little. Boy, you will argue with, a, with the Pope about, I don't about care. the Catholic religion. <laughs> I don't care. I'm giving it a tie because Chuck really didn't even have to try that hard. You can. You can uh, I'm keeping my own score over here to make it fair. So why don't you just make yourself 10 to nothing because that's where your score is going to go. Right now, the real score is 2 to 1. Chuck wins <laughs> nice. so far. All right, so the next one. He beat the bat last week, too. He did, but don't don't worry about this because I'm just going to play it. You won't even have to read it. I am in a beer hall in Munich, and the year is 1933. The man you hear speaking is Adolf Hitler. Let's see if we can have a few words. Mr. Hitler. Mr. Hitler. Mr. Hitler. Yes. Uh, that speech you were making, Mr. Hitler, it's amazing how it filled the people here with emotion and patriotic That's right. fever. Emotion. What exactly were you saying? I have no idea. I don't understand German. <laughs> All right, here's what I have. Dave, you're going to love this. Chuck even loves Prodigy, this. right? 1933, Adolf Hitler's Nazi party receives a 43.9% of the elections, later allowing the Nazis to pass the Enabling Act and establish a dictatorship. And that goes to Chuck. <laughs> I'm blown away right now. I had Don Adams playing Hitler, and he gets it. Wow. Maybe I shouldn't be the guy I'm voting. Wondering, Maybe you guys I'm, out there should be the one I'm wondering. I'm wondering if Chuck doesn't slip you a little something he before the... He slips me nothing. Before the show. All right, let's go into birthdays. This it's happy birthday, 1948. Born a, this day. We get a tie for this one. I already know he's playing this. Was Eddie Grant's birthday today? Eddie Grant, Electric Avenue. Eddie Grant. Yes. All right. So Chuck, you played the same one, I'm sure. Yep, I just did. All I, right. Eddie Grant. Call that a tie. 1955, and we talked last week um, oh. with Tony. Um, who was the magician, the cigar-smoking magician. John last D. week or two hours ago, but whatever. <laughs> that would be last week. <laughs> Dave loves to pretend like we're doing the show live all the time. The reality is it's Wednesday night. We're both oh. tired. This is our second show we're taping. Uh, we like to do a fresh show every single week. So Penn and, of and Penn and Teller was born in 1955. <laughs> and He's a magician. Months, the minister called. My, uh, my mom and dad and said, you know, I think maybe uh, Ben should stop coming to youth group. He's no longer learning about the Bible from me. He is now converting everyone in the class to atheism. <laughs> a renowned atheist. Wow. Yes, he is. Uh, he also did, did a, a show on Showtime called Bullcrap, says the other yeah, word. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And in it, he did a whole show on smoking. And it was pretty awesome that he uh, took away all the myths about secondhand smoke and all that baloney and stuff. Something to check out if you ever uh, see the the old um, 
bullcrap show um, and find that one that he did on smoking was pretty interesting anyway. But that's Pendulet celebrating his birthday today from 1955. What do you got? Professor Charles Epps, I'm uh, Pendulet. Ben and Teller, a big fan. You are? Yeah. I've read everything you've written. I even read your book. Not as good as the original paper, but uh, I was upstairs prepping a special. I heard you were down here. Man, it is so great to meet you in person. Well, you know, uh, actually, I'm a big fan of yours as well. Really? Cool. Yeah, you work with the other guy, right? Okay. I like the White Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Which he, his partner is... Teller, which is the guy that doesn't speak at all, Penn That's, and Teller. Right. I actually YouTube him to look and uh, find Teller speaking. He actually has a voice. And oh, really? It's pretty cool, yeah. Um, I'm going to call that a tie because both of you did pretty much the same thing, right? Played Mine a, was way better, but... Of course it was. Uh, 1956, the late, great Tina Marie, American singer who just died last year. She was great. Tina Marie, today's her birthday, 1956. Nice. And this is A Lover Girl by Tina Marie. Okay. So enjoy. Great. That was a little of her voice in the background. Going 80s, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, played, I played her actual hit. Chuck went on to some B-side on some random... I like to hear her voice, but hey. All right, I'm going to give it to Mr. Jonathan on there right, because good. it was quick. See, I like the quick, fast thing, and I don't want to turn this as boring as it really is. All right. 1958, Andy Gibb, English-born Australian singer and teen idol, died 1988. Most famous for this song, I Just Want to Be Your Everything. I could introduce these songs on the radio. You could. <laughs> Call it a draw, because I got the same song, my man. Okay. I think Chuck loses a point every time he goes where he knows I'm going to go. All right. Chuck's up by one still. It's a, it's, I don't, uh, I don't I'm going like to be up by two in a minute, buddy. I okay. Like that. In 1966, Michael, Michael Irving, American football player, celebrating his birthday today, 1966. I don't know how many occupations where they actually print all of the salaries in the paper, and, and, and in this tough economy, you're looking at these athletes, they're out having drinks and everything, and you know they're making a lot of money. So it, it, it's a mixture for some trouble if you're not very careful. Okay, Michael Irving. This is coming from the – never mind. You don't like He's it. a hypocrite. Yeah. He yeah, was yeah. the biggest party on the Cowboys, man. <laughs> uh, I get this. You want to know about Michael Irving? Well, uh, I'll tell you about Michael Irving. Man has no fear. Uh, I remember this one play when, uh, yeah, he was running the deep slant against the green. Dennis Hopper. Swarming secondary. Oh, yeah. Does Michael hear the footsteps? Does Michael fear the footsteps? No. Michael locks in. Michael holds on. And Chuck loses because there's no Michael Irving in that clip at all. And I had Michael Irving. That was a 1992 commercial by Nike. Therefore, I get the point and you get nothing. All right. Is that what you think? <laughs> oh. I'm going by your own rules, Dave. <laughs> They're not my own rules, but... You make I'm, them up as you go along is I, what it I is. I do. That was pretty cool that the guy said it so many times and all that stuff, and he was doing, but okay, we're going to give it to Mr. Jonathan on that. And that was Michael Irving, 1966, and today is Eva Mendez. What do you got, John? American actress. Specialized in biomedical and biohazardous abatement and sanitation. Oh, you're going you're down. crime scenes. You're going down. Oh, yeah, that's only a small part of what we do. Didn't Cherry give you one of my brochures? The day after my husband disappears, a crime scene cleaner shows up at my door 
talking about a job he did at my house. What am I supposed to think about that? What are you supposed to think about that? May I? She's pretty hot looking. Ava, are you ready for your quick fire round? Yes. Here it is. Thongs or boy shorts? Uh, boy shorts. Legs out or boobs out? Uh, boobs. Both. <laughs> 300 or Sin City? Sin City. Britney or Beyonce? Beyonce. Boobs out or legs out? You gotta give it to me, man. Boobs. 40 stash. What are you saying? You're looking at me? Fine. Action flick or serious You're drama. okay with that? Drama. No, I'm not. Yes, you uh, are. With some action. With some action. Drama with action. Okay, we got Chuck up by one, Good. and uh, we're out of birthdays. We're moving on to the last three, which is uh, died this day. 1953, Joseph Stalin, Soviet Union. And uh, I was helping Chuck, so I didn't get to set my cue point, but he does say in the song, Joseph Stalin, Malenkov. That's right. Okay. The coffee hour, so I... Apologize for not you know, having the queue set up. Is a Joseph Stalin? <laughs> You're kidding. Apparently, he was this Russian dictator who slaughtered all these people. <laughs> From friends. <laughs> you think you would have known? You lose. That. You know, you'd think I would have. What do you call it, Jonathan? What do you think? No, I have that one. <laughs> we got a tie game. We got two left. 1963 right. died this day. 1963. I get a point if I can pick. Not only the song that Chuck picks, but if I can tell you who wrote the song that Chuck picks. Wow. I can tell you William you Nelson wrote the song that Chuck is going to play right now. And you don't have any idea of that. I have you never seen Chuck's list. All right. Let's do yours first. No, no. I want to do Chuck's first because I'm going to tell you Willie Nelson wrote the song. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Bam. Crazy, crazy for you. Willie Nelson. Did Willie crazy. Nelson wrote that song. Really? Can you imagine being Willie Nelson? Poor as all get out. I didn't know he did. Are you sure? I would be willing to bet anything. So uh, that gives me one one point for guessing Chuck's thing and telling you who wrote it. And this song's better anyways. Actually written by Patsy Cline and also a number one hit. (sighs) No, crazy's better. To pieces. <laughs> oh, oh yes. Okay, so we have a tie, and we have one last one to go. It's coming down to this the wire it. here. This right. day, 1982, John Belushi was born. John Belushi, American actor, funny guy, the late great. Died this day, 1982. I'm sorry, died this day. There is of the Blues Brothers. I love it. Mission from God. That's right. What do you got, Chucky? Over. Oh! I gotta give it to him. Are you? Yes! Was it over? Yes! Oh. When the Germans bombed Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Harbor? You know this one. Everybody knows this. From Animal House. Chuck, congratulations. Thank you, sir. There's the bell. I Chuck don't Morrison understand. making I... mountains move in a big way. Fine. You hate to lose. Fine. I know you do, and you did a I good don't job. But we gotta we gotta keep them down to five seconds or something. All right. Because All right. It's, that's fair. That's yeah, they, fair. You know, and get, it's getting these, long. It's getting long. It's getting really long. All right. So uh, so anyway, uh, enjoying the cigar. I thought I was gonna hate it to tell you the truth, but uh, if, for a guy that likes a mild cigar and nothing this big, nice. It's mild down. You're right. It has. The mellowed right down. And, and, I, and I have a little story to tell about strong cigars, and we'll talk about that uh, when we come back, that our, do cigars mild out, or do we just get used to them as we go into the cigar? So 
We'll talk about that with Jeremy Soares when we come back. So stick around. we got lots to go. Jeremy's going to come in here and tell us all about the Don Pepin cigars that are out there and the ones coming in the future. So stick around. We'll be right back in the Cigar Authority. Wait. There's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran. Dominican El Corojo filler, certified Costa Rican Corojo binder, and finished off with lush, oily, Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophane wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles, and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it certified. One taste, and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back, and it's 2283. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super premium vodka worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and Sickle, super premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Confucius. Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago, but today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, man who go to bed with itchy bum, wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing. It's what some call the modern day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing. And we're back with the Cigar Authority with Jeremy Soares, yeah. Regional Sales Manager for My Father Cigars and Don Pepin Cigars, both. Yes, sir. And uh, we're smoking a new uh, Jaime Garcia. What do we have here? That's very great enunciation, by the Thank way. You. Everybody's like, yeah, can I get a box of them Jamie Garcias? <laughs> yeah. It's actually they're Latin, so they pronounce it Jaime. This is the, um, I wanted to preview this because we have a couple new things going on. This is one of them due to the, um, the very rich demand, if you will, in the American marketplace. <laughs> For a bigger ring gauge cigar, we have this new guy, which is called the Jaime Garcia Super Gordo. Super. This is a follow-up of our original release, which was a Toro Gordo. 
That was a six by sixty. This is five and three quarters by sixty six ring gauge, actually. By what? Sixty six. Sixty six. It yeah. is a monster. <laughs> it has a little torpedo at the end, so you don't have to. You can manage it yeah. without getting locked, y'all. Right. Absolutely. And the thing that I guess I like the most about this cigar is what you had mentioned earlier. It has a um, Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro on here. Okay, that's what so, it is. Yeah, that's what it is. That's why, you know, it starts out initially just like all of our Nicaraguan tobaccos or the majority of stuff we do. And it's very front-loaded with, um, you know, full-flavor notes, pepper and spice, core, if you will. Yeah. And then later on, it'll transcend into something that is far creamier and smooth and sweet due to the nature of the Connecticut Broadleaf that we have here. I wanted to, um, you know, first... I guess on the segment, talk about Jaime Garcia and, you know, his importance to our organization and what we do and, you know, that we, then we can get into Pepin Garcia and all things my father. But this cigar, when I just recently, we and you were in Nicaragua at the same time, yep. I was at the factory and when they brought these out, I said, you know, good grief, that's quite a cigar, isn't it? And, you Flintstone know, stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, you know, see guys like us though, David, you know, we work in the industry. This is how we butter our bread. We're longtime cigar guys. So eventually, you know, um, if you smoke four or five cigars a day, you'll find yourself smoking Petit Robustos, Coronas, you know, smaller cigars. Right. But a lot of people, in, especially in, you know, the American marketplace, maybe they smoke two or three cigars a week. And I guess psychologically, some guys, they grab these big ring gauge cigars and they feel like, hey, you know, I'm getting this great bang for my buck. Yeah, I and suppose. I enjoy, and I enjoy this. And, but this cigar, more importantly, the thing that impressed me the most was that um, I guess when you, when you have more filler leaves and, and you know, binder and stuff – the composition or the blend sometimes with different cigars changes. And I really appreciated the way that this held up because, you know, you haven't even really um, reached the spot where it's going to open up yet. Holy and it's, God. You know what I mean? It, it, no, and I don't mean in a full-bodied way either. I mean, like, it's going to mellow down considerably more. And it's, a, you know, this is the kind of cigar, like, I can't wait to go and, you know, put my sand spike in the beach and go fish with some striped bass and smoke one of these and have, like, three or four dogfish and enjoy my night. This is the kind of cigar that will do it for you. Well, and I'm a half hour deep into this, and I haven't even got, yeah. to, got to the sweet spot nearly yet. You're at the tip of the iceberg right, right. now. <laughs> Holy God. You know? And the other thing, too, about this cigar in particular, one of the reasons I wanted to you know, bring this up on the show is that in the upcoming issue of Cigar Aficionado, there is a spotlight feature on how the Papin Garcia My Father organization is, in fact, making bigger ring-gauge cigars because for the first time in a long time, we started doing this. This isn't, you know... Um, for those out there in TV land that don't know or internet radio land that don't know what it is that Papin Garcia is about, this is the gentleman that um, obviously great deal of responsibility in making sure the Cuban tobacco industry what it was and came into this country and came to the United States. And in seven years' time, basically, you know, we've got quite a considerable production facility in Nicaragua, an unbelievable amount of farms, and a ridiculous <clears throat> amount of tobacco. And, you know, as we learn, as we grow and we learn, we realize what the market was calling for. And that's why, you know, we made this cigar. And, again, you know, it was something that uh, when they brought them out, again, I wasn't necessarily – I knew it would sell. But for myself, I was like, well, we'll see what happens. And, you know, I just right away was right into it. And I smoked them for a whole week we were there, and I love everything we do. But, you know, more importantly, uh, you know, how do you say this without sounding like a complete company man? Jaime's like, you know, uh, if Pepin Garcia is the general – of our company. Well, yeah. Jaime is certainly like the, I don't know, military ranking, the highest admiral that there could be underneath it. That's yeah. him. Jaime Garcia is the owner of the My Father Cigar Company. He's the son. He's the young buck. How old yes. is he? I believe he's about 40 years old or 41 years old. That's just, a young just, buck. Yeah, just turned 40. But, you know, it's really not fair for a lot of other people because look who we learned from. I mean, imagine, well, yeah. imagine if you grew up like, you know, uh, 
on Yoda's hip your whole life, and then somebody wanted to challenge you to a lightsaber duel. Yeah. It's really not too fair, you know. So this guy, you know, and, and more so the thing I like the most about this organization, and again, not to sound like a company man, this is a family-owned and operated company. Absolutely. I was on the phone with my boss, Yanni, Jaime's sister, earlier. He had somebody that had nothing mm. just seven short years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and I met uh, uh, Pepin in Nicaragua um, as he was still a, uh, a servant of Cuba mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, it's amazing watching what, 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 what happened and um, the respect he got in this country and, and the so, rise, rise to the top. It's been unbelievable. Right. Uh, he, you know, he just doesn't make Don Pepin and Jaime Garcia cigars, but they make cigars for a lot of other people. Many, uh, many high-end yeah. manufacturers that have long-tenured relationships with significant families. You know, we make seven lines for this one, right. all of this guy's cigars. We do a lot of things for a lot of people. So for people to want to line up and have us blend and manufacture cigars for them, that's a sign to his merit and his skill. And, you know, I'm very, very fortunate to be because, again, like I said, this is a family-first organization. That's why, you know, we have the Miami facility. Yep. A lot of Papine's relatives work there. I mean, you know, the marketing director, general manager is Papine's nephew. His daughter is in charge of C- CFO and in charge of all the That's how they stuff do it. It's a, it's a family company, that's for sure. Right. And you were on my side of the fence mm-hmm. ju- just a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're selling cigars yourself. Mm-hmm. And you got the opportunity to uh, promote yourself and, and move mm-hmm. into that end of it. Any, uh, you know. Yeah. I think he made a wise hire. And, you know, more yeah. importantly, you know, again, you know, around the same time. See, I'm a longtime, you know, cigar geek, number one at my core. Never yeah. mind I'm a good salesman, but I'm a cigar geek at heart. And I knew about this guy when he was in Cuba. And, and all of these guys, you know, whether it's this family, any of these families, they're all amazing success stories. When you oh, think yeah. about, you know, coming from the, when you've been to those places like Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, Honduras, and you see what meager background, some, or, or I've never been to Cuba, but when you think about the places that these guys have come from, and in seven years to have basically the biggest manufacturing facility in that country. I just went to a farm. I'll give you an example. We went um, one day to go see one of the new farms. That had 393 city blocks of binder and filler tobacco alone. Wow. So in the beginning, people used to say, well, you know, because I guess, uh, you know, land is a great commodity. They're not making any more of it. That's right. right. And he's, uh, he wishes he was a little earlier in Nicaragua. He wishes he was there 20 years ago. Did you but say 390 city blocks? 393 city blocks of binder and filler. That's not even wrapper. That's binder and filler at this factory. That is almost as impressive as you matching your mankerchief to the uh, colors of the band of the cigar that we're smoking today. <laughs> I really wanted to try to class it up with the Cigar Authority. Thank, <laughs> Thank you very you. much, Jonathan. Not, not hot to do. Yeah, not not a, no, stop. <laughs> you guys not are a kings tough, Not a tough thing. But, but you know, just the shoot, same. Shoot, not shooting for the moon there, buddy. No. But okay. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Ronnie James Dio was from New Hampshire, too, by the way. Yeah. You said that last time. It's awesome. No, um, you know, really, this, this guy, you know, that I work for, the thing I like is because, you know, um, you know, Jaime is not that much older than me. And, you know, Papine. And, and even here's the other thing, too, that was really amazing because we went to so many different farms that are our farms and went to different zones and, and explored different things. But the amount of teaching that I received on this last trip, like I said, I was there 11 months ago as a retailer. Yep. And now I've been on this side of the fence representing these guys in New England. And I've gone and, and, and you know, learned about this end of the business but really, you know, the things that have changed in that past 11-month span were unbelievable for me to see because I was there not that long ago, less than a year ago. And driving by the factory, I yes. drove – I didn't go in the factory because I was with somebody else mm-hmm. from another uh, cigar company. But I drove by that factory twice a day for three days, and it is 
enormous. Enormous and beautiful and the oddest thing that it's where it is. Right. And you can't help but see it and wonder what's behind those walls. It, and if it's half as good as what it looks like outside. We're talking about manicured grass out in the front. Right. And beautifully, aesthetically beautiful building around a lot of poverty and, Correct. and, and tough, tough area. And all of a sudden, here's this bright building. Beautiful, beautiful. colors, yeah. polished. It's really amazing. And, you know, the other thing is... I probably felt more comfortable using the restroom in that factory than anywhere in the world. I'll give you an example. When we came back from one of the farms and everybody kicks all the you know, dirt off their boots, I said, oh, I left my phone in the, you know, the truck. Let me go back and get it. Literally, that was 45 seconds from the time that we had gone inside. All the dirt was already swept, already cleaned. There's people all day long that are like, you know, it's impeccable how beautiful it is. Yes. You can tell that these guys, this is their whole life. This is a, a man's work, a, a master's work for so long, and he – Every single detail is accounted for. It's really amazing. From the pre-industry side of things, the amount of the tobaccos, the pilones, the, you know, the coal rooms. When you see everything, pilones with tobacco stacked and so many different things, the lajero that we're growing. And, and I was amazed by every component of the tour again this time. And really to see the evolution of the My Father's Cigar line. Yeah, really, really something and, special. And just to me. you know, I said fast forward seven years ago, but just fast forward just two years ago, mm-hmm. and there he's in Miami in a little bodega, half the size of the room that we're in here right now. Probably even a third of the size, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, right. it was like seven rollers in there, and they're banging out cigars left and right. Can't keep up with it. They go over there and. Uh, they built it, the most enormous factory I ever saw, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, talk about shooting to the moon. or it. But then all of a sudden you see all these companies jump on board and say, make mm-hmm. a cigar for us, for us, for us, for us. And they're buying tons of tobacco because without the tobacco, that's the, the core product. Without that product, you got nothing. What are you going to do? And, you know, he does something to tobacco where he makes it taste different than everybody else's cigar. Well, Due to our fermentation, it, it, a lot of people do things differently. Our fermentation process is such where our tobaccos are unique. And people, I don't want to pick on anybody, but some people try to model what it is that we do and yeah, try absolutely. to generate the same taste as us. And that's fine. Keep trying. I promise you, you know, you'll get there, but just try. And, uh, you know, th- just to clear up one misnomer, though, we grow our own 92% of our own tobaccos. Really? We, really. That's the statistic because I asked the question, I said, so what is it that we're buying? And we buy one wrapper leaf and some filler tobaccos for a cigar that we make for somebody that we don't grow tobacco in that country. It's in the name of the country. I'm not going to plug anyone up. Yeah. But just the same. That's all that. Everything else we're growing. And when I, when I show you the enormous amount of photos and things I have, you'll see for yourself. That's why I wanted you to really come. I know you were with well, somebody. Well, this so. wrapper leaf right off the bat, this is Connecticut Broadleaf. So you're not, you're not growing Connecticut Broadleaf in Connecticut, right? No, we're not growing Connecticut Broadleaf. Yeah. But we might buy this and, you know, we might buy some Dominican filler and that's about it. Everything else, I mean, there's so many different tobaccos that we're growing and manufacturing and cultivating. And the and, thing and, about and there's nothing wrong with saying that. You oh know, no, no, that some th- people have to buy. No, listen. Yeah, yeah. Wh- whatever you're doing to it after you end up getting it, in order to have a five country blend of something, you know, when you're in one country, obviously, th- the key thing is to have complexity to a blend. Correct. You know, so there's a lot happening here, and whatever's happening. We, and I say we because I think we all can do it now because we've done the show for about nine, ten months at this point, I would say we can taste the Don Pepin cigar without a band on it, guaranteed 100% of the time. Somebody blind test us and say, hey, t- tell me about the cigar. And we say Mexican, t- um, not Mexican tobacco, Nicaraguan tobacco, and uh, the maker is Don Pepin Garcia. Sure. And uh, it's not really tough to do anymore. Right. 
I, I have tasted people that said, here, try this. It tastes like what a Dom Papine tastes like. Taste the pepper into it. Taste the, uh, yep. you know, they citrus. Can get, they can get individual characteristics, but they can't get the whole shebang. So the thing that hurts my feelings the most about that, when people try to copy that stuff because I've smoked some of the other, you know, cigars that whatever were of merit this year, that people, you know, Nicaraguan blends and such, and initially, the first puff, you know, the first light, pre-light, all that stuff, I'm like, wow, you know, they're okay. But then, you know, for the, uh, the finish, the draw, the whole experience of it, um, it, it kind of felt lost. And I was like, you know, this is not an easy thing that we're doing here. And these guys, and not just him, not just Pepin, not just Jaime, all the people that work there, the people that run the facility, these are amazing craftsmen that, you know, maybe, you know, when uh, Joe Consumer buys one of these cigars and lights it up, they don't consider, like, you know, that these guys have also been with him since Cuba. Right. They've been, you know, for 18, 25 years. I mean, these are long-tenured relationships that it's very endearing, and it's a very much like a uh, family-orientated, good-feeling vibe that you get when you go and visit these facilities, the people that work in the offices, the way that we do things for, uh, you know, pregnant women that are able to hold their jobs while they're, you know, mm. three months before they have birth, um, birth of the child. Afterwards, their jobs are waiting for them. I mean, the amount of health care that these workers in Nicaragua receive, not just because of us, but because of the whole industry being there, the hospitals that they have, the educational opportunities. It's not like, you know, uh, if you fired me from two guys, I'd go get a job at Fuddruckers and not starve. You know what I mean? Right. Over there, they may not have that many options. Yep. So. I've, I've heard one thing from, from uh, a couple of manufacturers, actually, when, when – um, the My Father factory opened up that the labor rate in that area of Nicaragua changed. And that was because Papine supposedly, quote, is paying the people too much. And I said, really? So, so what does that mean? He says, they're paying their people more. So, therefore, I had to pay my people more or else they're going to jump ship. Right. And he brought the labor rate up. I don't look at that as a negative thing. No. I looked at it as, wow, what a nice thing because, you know, bef- it wasn't that long ago that was him. Right. So he is. He does on- not have a short memory. The thing about that man, and, yeah. and again, I don't want to sound like the number one kiss ass on the Cigar Authority radio. Yeah. Everyone's supposed to talk about their bosses with endearment. But when I, this isn't like me trying to be a salesperson right now. Yeah. When I was around this guy, when I was a consumer, when I first met him, I was starstruck. I don't get starstruck by everybody, number one. But this guy has such a gentle, humble vibe about him that it really was a big deal. You know, when I went to his birthday party and there were 400 people in the parking lot at Suburbana. And they roasted three pigs, and the whole industry was there to pay homage to this man. Yeah. And he's singing songs, yeah. and he's dancing, and every it just felt so good, you know. And, and these people, not just Papine, but his son Jaime, his daughter Yanni, their families, the way that they've taken to me, Papine's wife Maria, the way that she loves me, gives you a real hug, even without speaking English. When yeah. you can feel that connection, this is really a uh, a great success story. And I'm so, and that's with all these families too, by the way. And it's not just this family, but I'm just saying these are the people that you want to cheer for them because this is the embodiment. Of the American dream. Absolutely. You know? I, I'll tell you, I met him. Uh, he, he was still uh, uh, working for uh, Cuba Tobacco, mm-hmm. and he, uh, I met him way deep into Nicaragua, three and a half hours up uh, uh, into the tobacco fields up there, and somebody took me up there and says, I want you to meet this man, and I went up and met him and took a picture with him and mm-hmm. took a picture of him with a bunch of other people. Unbeknownst to him, I took a few pictures. And later on, um, he started making cigars for somebody in Miami. Yep. And I heard that, and uh, we we took on that brand, and the and the uh, cigar was very very popular because it was so different than everything else that sure. was out at the time. And we made it a cigar of the year that year. And I went down to Miami and gave him along with the cigar manufacturer 
who, whose name was associated to it, yep. um, gave him a trophy and, and went down just to see the maker, uh, John Papine, and brought him a trophy. Well, I don't speak Spanish. He doesn't speak English, but he understood what was going on, and we had right. somebody talking back and forth, and there was a smile on a guy's face that he was so proud to get this, and in front of me, they hung it up on the wall right in front of me while they were there. They were so, so happy, made me coffee, sat down. It was the weirdest thing because we're not speaking the same language at all. Right. And uh, so I said, if ever you get a chance and you come up to uh, the New Hampshire area, I'd love to have you up at the store. Fast forward about a year and a half later, he came up and did an event. So uh, we took a little break for lunch, and I took him in my office, and I took out some pictures of him. You know, I said, I met you a long time ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to show you some pictures. And I show him the pictures, and he actually started crying. Right. Tears were coming down his eyes, and he was pointing to these different people that were, this was when he was with Cuba Tobacco, and these people who were his friends who are stuck still in Cuba. Right. And he said, this is so-and-so and so-and-so. I haven't seen him since then and all that stuff, and he felt bad. Right. You know, he felt bad for those people and, you know, a little bit through through somebody, um, you know, telling me what he was saying um, of feeling bad about these people that, that are stuck there. So, right. uh, you know, a real genuine guy and uh, uh, from nothing to something. And like you said, this is somebody you cheer for the underdog and if there was ever an underdog. Another thing, too, you know, a lot of people don't realize, a lot of people think, you know, um, when they see – all of these manufacturers or makers or whatever, they think all these guys are just like washing up in $100 bills every day. But this guy is so into making sure that his product, his tobacco, his facilities, his people, that everything is addressed. Before, the, before him and Jaime will take a dollar, not that this is like you know radio conversation, but they want everybody around them to prosper as well. This is when I honestly, when you really talk about a feel good story, they're about making sure that everybody is okay because a rising tide, you know, raises all ships. They want everybody around them to be feeling, you know, the success of what it is they're doing because we have on the, you know, my father, Salesforce, and, you know, my boss, Jose, and everybody, we're one, we're all on the same team. We're like five fingers on one hand. We're all doing something collectively together to really make people know that, you know, aside from the fact that we manufacture a tremendous cigar, that this is a, good, a feel-good story. This isn't a conglomerate, corporate, shareholder-driven, bottom line. That's none of that. Chuck, are you this writing is, down some of these isms that he's spitting out right here? Because he's, a, he's phenomenal. I, he's got I, him I love the back, tide one. That's awesome. Back to back to back. <laughs> Well, I run a personal so development hot. company, so I'm taking notes on your brother. Oh, please, by all means. I'm available for appearances, too. You want to, David will provide Excellent. you with the cigars. You know, but just, no, honestly, just the same. It was, um, it's something, again, like I said, and, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for all these guys because of what it is that they do, because I understand the process now more than ever. I have a personal interest in it. But, you know, um, just like you, you know, same with you, David. Look yeah. at where you start. Look at what you well, grew. Look at where you You know what? I didn't grow up like these poor people had to grow up. Right. And, you know, it, it's just amazing. And, you know, we talk to different cigar makers all the time, and every one of them earns it. There's no luck in this, in this industry. It's no. hard work and dedication, and, and uh, there's lots of people. I mean, how many, how many employees do they have now? Uh, right now, compared to the last time I was there, there's close to 1,800 employees. Wow. 1,800 so, employees. In his so you can imagine when wow. you see this parade of, like, these Enduro, like, off-road bikes and scooters and mountain bikes and everybody coming to go to the factory. And I want to say another thing. You know, Papine, if it was up to him, he would, like, you know, live on the farm, like, really all the time, right? That's he's what he He's always did. in Nicaragua. That He's about agriculture. So he's there personally to shake everybody's hand and welcome them every day to work. Wow. Every single day. 
It's, which, un- it's unbelievable. It really is special. So uh, Don Pepin Cigars and My Father Cigars, this is the Jaime Garcia. The, what do they super, call the size? Super Gordo. Super, it is super, and uh, it's, uh, it, it, you know, this is a cigar. Give it a chance. You're going to light it up, and it's going to back you up a few steps. It calms down a bit, yeah. and uh, there's a lot to be said about that, and we'll get into that in the next hour. In the next hour, when we come back, uh, check your pulse because the doctor is in the house. Avid. Uh, David Doc Diaz. Is that right? Diaz. Diaz? <laughs> David Diaz. From Stogie Fresh is going to be on with us and lots more. we got the Ten Commandments of the Cigar Store and lots more. So stick around. we got a lot happening here. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. This is a good one. The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle, a bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars. Not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs. Looking to grow your business or increase sales? Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with the Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. True or false, you don't have to spend a lot for a great cigar. True! Well, it's not true anymore, thanks to Dos Ombre Cigars. For over 20 years now, Dos Ombre has been the best bang for your buck brand, period. And with Dos Ombre, there's something for everyone. Try the mild white-banded Dos Ombre Dominican. 
or the fuller body green banded Dos Ombre Nicaraguan? Or how about the red banded Dos Ombre Honduran, available in natural or deep dark Maduro? Now with sizes for everyone, there's something for everyone. Handmade, long filled, premium cigars in cost saving bundles because you can't smoke the box. Dos Ombre, the best bang for your buck premium cigar, period. Now available in flavors. Try Dos Ombre flavors for something sweet. This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. Okay, it's our number two of the Cigar Authority. And we're going to smoke the next cigar. Jeremy Soares is with us, and he's with the uh, My Father Cigar Company, Don Papine Cigars, and we're going to light up a cigar that's actually uh, not from uh, from your uh, company, but a cigar that's pretty interesting. It's a um, it's a Davidoff cigar, which is a Dominican cigar, but this is their uh, Puro de Oro. Notables is the size. And uh, it'd be interesting to smoke this cigar and, and see what you think. It's a little—it's yeah. completely the opposite of what we just smoked. Yeah, but um, it's a—it's an interesting cigar, and uh, it has some similarities, I will say, uh, of the Don Papine just a little bit. And I think that's what they were going for on this—a uh, Dominican Davidoff company that's known for a mild, smooth cigar. Decides to kick it up a few notches and make this specific uh, cigar. And the reason why uh, we're choosing this cigar is. Uh, David Doc Diaz, who's uh, going to come on from Stogie Fresh. Yeah. Um, this is one of his favorite cigars, and uh, we thought we'd, uh, when we have him on, we'd, we'd talk about the cigar and uh, why he likes it. And um, it, very interesting um, uh, tasting notes. To very, very, uh, um, I mean, they, they pick things out of this that's um, Mr. Jonathan-like, you know, uh, wet forest. <laughs> wet forest. So uh, that's just uh, one of the many, many things they uh, they describe: baker's chocolate, um, bready. So see what you think, and uh, you'd be an awful quiet today, Mister Jonathan. Um, I was just uh, doing some stuff with the chatting over here, getting things, uh, making okay. sure everything was good. Did yep. Jim Smith? Did Jim Smith? Did he like send a text or an email yet? Jim Smith? I don't know. Who's no. Jim Smith. Did he really say who's Jim Smith? <laughs> What you didn't. You don't know. He hasn't texted in or called in. Jim Smith. No. 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 All right. Not yet. Give him a minute. He will. Okay. Uh, this is the Cigar Authority. It's a two-hour weekly show about uh, guys hanging around at cigar stores, and they talk about different things. And uh, uh, you know, we, we try to bring in uh, some bloggers and some uh, cigar reps and cigar manufacturers and things like that. And talk with them. We got four stations listening in with us right now. WWZN. That's AM fifteen ten. The Revolution in Boston is with us. WGHM nine hundred. The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. 
WARL 1320, that's Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, and mm. WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. Along with that, we are streaming for the first time on Justin. .tv. Ding, 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 ding. Yay. Okay, Justin.tv, because we're having so much problems with Ustream. A lot of our stuff is on Ustream in the past, and we're giving this a try for the first time. So uh, you can go on to Justin.tv and write The Cigar Authority, all one word, and be able to actually see this show um, live in the future or um, this show if you're listening to it and you want to uh, actually see what we look like and what we're doing. You can go on there and uh, check it out. Uh, by all means, all the time, the old shows are on the CigarAuthority.com. It's podcasted on Podbeam.com and also iTunes. iTunes, baby. So uh, I tried that iTunes things. I downloaded it, and on a trip uh, I was taken, I was able to listen to myself, which I like doing. Um, <laughs> that, that he does. On, on the plane. And uh, I listen to myself. I beat myself up, and I say, why do I say, ah, why do I keep doing that? I want to stop doing it. That's because I'm uh, waiting to talk. I figured out. <laughs> Even I, when he's talking, you're still waiting to talk. <laughs> right, right. You got a lot to say. That's all. That's Doesn't it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try anyway. Later on, we're going to have the Ten Commandments of Cigars, and this is very interesting. This is a uh, a blogger, uh, Miguel Shodell. No help at all from Mr. Jonathan over there. <laughs> no idea. Oh, were you talking to me? No, I was uh, just right, talking good. to myself. And uh, um, he has wrote something called The Ten Commandments of Cigars. I thought it was great. Uh, we said it when it came out, which was near Thanksgiving last year. And um, it holds true, and it should be brought up every once in a while, how you should act in a cigar store when you really? should do it. Very interesting. You're going to like it. Good media, this good is, print stuff, th- yeah. Th- this is good stuff, and he did something great by doing this. And uh, I think I want to make a poster of it and hang it up in, I agree. in, in not only my cigar store, but everybody's cigar store. Because there's proper etiquette. There's, there's what to do when you go in a cigar store. Like, you don't bring your own cigar. Oh, forget it. You know, you go in there, and you have the decency to buy a cigar when you go in somebody's cigar lounge and spend the, spend the day. Before you, know? you plug your computer and your phone in. And right. Like, you know, <laughs> use all the electricity. Yeah, I brought these cigars with me great so take so, them with you really <laughs> and, and help out the brick and mortar store you know One like time. like any other business everybody's struggling trying to make a buck and you know oh can you save a dollar if you buy the cigar online or something like that so buy the cigar online and whatever and you know that's what you use to smoke at the house or something you go to a guy's cigar store i don't care what whose cigar store it is have the decency to buy a cigar along with the other nine commandments yeah. but that's one that hits home let me tell you and uh you know i'm not putting my cup out and i need the next dollar or something but have no the but decency. it's a common courtesy do the right thing for Please. god's sakes absolutely yep um okay mr jonathan we uh we'll- damp forest Damp Forest. Is that what it said in the description? Yeah, I got a whole... Damp Forest. Is that like a Yankee candle scent that didn't make it? Damp <laughs> <Yeah>. Forest. <laughs> but he talks... something that didn't make it. Listen, he likes the cigar. He talks nice and says good things about it, but um, uh, how about alfalfa? See, actually, you know what? The alfalfa I can get. I can get a little alfalfa. Yeah. It's got a... When he what said does, bread... What does alfalfa have in it that I would eat that has alfalfa? Alfalfa is alfalfa. Yeah. You I might never, find it. It's yeah, like you, Luke Eric's disease. You know, it's named after Luke Eric. <laughs> right. It's not a coincidence that he got it. That was a tough one. He didn't see that one coming. Like, you know, he's got one... I mean, really, on Not to be a comedian, but Jesus, that poor guy. Yeah. What's he, the odds of getting the same disease named after you? That yeah. is, like, astronomical. But, um, seriously, um, this guy um, has unbelievable... Uh, uh, an unbelievable palate, and um, 
you know, some, some things that I'll tell you. Chuck, you know, before he calls in, actually, and I'm sorry, I'm noticing the battery's a little bit low on my uh, transponder over here. So can you just make sure the volume's down? I'm just going to swap the battery. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Smart man. And this Mr. Jonathan getting up and swapping a battery. Yeah. Can't and this is live TV, and this is what you get. <laughs> you can't lose you. I mean, you know, show would be AM radio if we didn't have the chime in and the good <laughs> intros and outros. The show is actually AM It radio. is actually AM radio. <laughs> okay, then. Well, you know, I mean, AM radio in the word dull kind of way. Right, sure. It, get it the actually is AM dull yeah. radio. But Mr. Jonathan, okay. you have good spice, and you always have a good hat on. So Thanks very good. much. No, absolutely. Good yeah. lids all the time. That's what he does. So uh, the problem is that um, we're using uh, Skype today. Skyping it up. And, really? And, Skyping uh, it up, yep. As, See, as soon as uh, the doc gets on, he's coming right on because uh, we have – Spearing about two minutes. I think Normally, doc and I are friend, Facebook friends. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah. you know who we're talking about. That's oh, good. It is. Normally what happens is because we're actually on the radio is Chuck is a radio producer and he dials into the radio station and we get to use the radio's phone, which is nice. And uh, today – and you can put them on hold the, and you uh, can go. Ding, ding, ding. I think we have our caller. We All got right. it. Okay. Is the doc on the line? Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> he stole the word right out of my mouth. I'm going to say the same thing. <laughs> Just jump in anytime. Doctor. Doctor. The doctor. Doctor. Yes, sir. I'm here. There you are. Stogie Fresh. Fantastic. I'm sorry for all this uh, problems we're having on our end. You hearing us okay? Uh, yeah. I'm having a little difficulty hearing you. Um, it's a bit loud and scratchy. It's a bit loud. Let's see what we can do here. Okay. All right. Okay, let's see if we can get through this anyway. Well, congratulations on 260 podcasts, and your rating system is fantastic. Um, your source for all things Stogies, I got to say, it certainly is. You began in November 05, 2005. Why did you do this? Why did I do this? Well, you know, I can attribute the whole thing to a good Stogie and a good libation. Because about five and a half years ago, Buddy and I were just smoking cigars on a Sunday and drinking some good libation. And, uh, uh, okay, we were drinking copious amounts of good libation. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. If it had had not been so much, I doubt there would have been a stogie fresh. But you know how it is when you're drinking some good libation, you kind of convince yourself that – that you're smarter than the average Joe, and sure. so we thought we could uh, create a better website than there were out there at that time. Of course, five and a half years ago, uh, there were hardly any websites, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, now, of course, it's such a phenomenon with all the websites appearing. But, um, but basically at that time, in answer to your question, it was just because we didn't feel that there was enough really good cigar information. Maybe there was some good information, but it lacked illustrations like photos or, you know, other kinds of multimedia. And sure. maybe it had good multimedia, but it just didn't have, you know, good content. So uh, we felt at the time that we could do a better job. And, you know, since then, it's gone into this full-blown series of publications which not only includes the Stogie Press Cigar Journal, but like you mentioned, a weekly podcast we've been doing for 260 straight weeks. And, and mm. frankly, you know, 260 podcasts, it, what I do is a little different than what you do because each week um, I, I record in front of a dead audience. In other words, I sit here talking to myself. And anybody can sit and talk to themselves for 260 straight weeks. It's got to be doing something either wrong or <laughs> incredibly right. So I don't know what it is. but um, It's right. So besides that, uh, we have, uh, 
you, uh, Stogie Fresh TV, which is our educational cigar video channel on YouTube. And, uh, and, and now, uh, as of, uh, let's see, this Saturday, we're going to launch a new venture called Stogie Raid Online. And, in fact, it'll be launched on this coming Saturday uh, at 12 Eastern Time. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, looking at your stuff, and, and I've been studying it for quite a while, what I'll say about your information that's different than most of the things that are out there is you're accurate. Your information is very good. You're a writer, an educator, a researcher, uh, not just a cigar smoker, and your information you put on there is the right information um, as opposed to some of the stuff out there. You know, you just can't believe what you, you see on the Internet because there's so much uh, false information that's out there. And in, in somebody else's article, they'll actually... Um, you know, dispute their own their own uh, saying right in the same article. They, you know, they they absolutely don't know what they're talking about. But it's different there. Um, it's not just you on um, on Stogie Fresh, though. You got a couple of partners or, or guys helping you out there. Yes, I do. I've got a, I've had a few guys actually over the years, and some some guys have been steady contributors to the shows and and to the journals. Um, I have had medical doctors, PhDs, cigar historians, uh, cigar manufacturers, and cigar makers contribute to the journal, which is, you know, what makes it so good. In the early years, you know, I didn't try to fool anybody. I didn't know that much, so I tried to, to enlist the best people that I could. But, um, uh, you know, quite a few years ago now, my good buddy Jose Blanco gave me a good bit of advice, and he said, um, you know, you got to get out to the source. You know, if you're going to differentiate yourself from everybody else, you need to get out to the farms and factories and sure. talk with the people that make cigars. So I've, I've made it my mission, really, to do that. And so over the past four years or so, I've been to the Dominican Republic four times, Honduras two or three times, Costa Rica, Guatemala, Nicaragua. I've been trying to make my way out there and going to different farms, different factories, and talking to the people and building relationships so that the information that, that I can give can be accurate, like you say. So it's, been a, it's a, been a learning experience for me, and it's been just a great experience in uh, meeting some of the great people in the cigar industry. Well, it is the most comprehensive thing I've seen out there for sure. Uh, You're doing a great job. Uh, Explain your rating rating system because that's very, very, uh, you know, a 93.2, the cigar we're smoking right now, Uh, the Davidoff Puro Dioro Notables, which is on your honor roll. How do you come up with that? Yeah, I'm. I'm um, man, I'm just sad I'm not smoking the same cigar. Any of you guys? That's that, that's one of the best uh, best cigars of the year. Uh, it, just incredible. Yeah, we have on Stogie Fresh. We have a. a it's actually it's actually a hundred point rating scale, but it goes from fifty to a hundred. And this comes from my own background as a teacher. Uh, you know, when you've gone through school. You, you, you usually are graded on the 90, 80, 70, 60, 50 categories. And so when I was looking for a rating scale, I figured I'd use the same kind of rating scale just because everybody that's been to school, duh, right. <laughs> has heard of it. And, and it, it, you know, it's intuitive for them. So, uh, but, but it's not a zero to a hundred. I mean, you know, after you get to 50, it's F is still an F. I don't care if it's 10 or if it's 50, it's still an F. So it's a 50 to a hundred point scale. But then we'll also, um, weight the different categories. For example, there are, we, we use three different categories, uh, look and feel, flavor and aroma, 
construction and burn. Well, the look and feel is not as important as some of the other things. Yes, it's the first thing you do see about a cigar, but, you know, at the end of the day, the flavor and aroma, the construction and burn, those are more important. So the look and feel is weighted 15%, flavor and aroma is weighted 50%, and then the construction and burn is weighted 35%. Because in the end, we've all smoked cigars that are ugly. But they taste so good. Right. It kind of so. sounds like the way, like, you know, that they decide who wins the battle on Iron Chef. You know, you have plating, exactly. taste, flavor profile. I think it's pretty balanced, and I enjoy sure. that. That's nice. So let me ask Absolutely. you, can, can you enjoy a mild cigar? Can I what? Can you enjoy a mild cigar? Could you give a mild cigar a good rating? Absolutely. I love mild cigars. I love all cigars. And, in fact, you know, um, uh, I do have my favorites, like everybody else. I don't uh, – I. My own favorites usually tend towards the medium-bodied, uh, uh, medium to full flavor, and, and maybe medium to full in strength. But I can appreciate the lighter cigars, and I do smoke lighter cigars at different times of the day. I also smoke the heavier cigars, and a lot of times those come in great too. So I, I like different cigars. I appreciate different cigars. And when I do my ratings, I don't rate the cigars so much on what I think – uh, uh, you know, how it affects my own personal preference. I try to also include information in those reviews about uh, what other people might appreciate the cigar. So if you are a person that likes to drink a nice, mild, but fully flavored cigar in the morning with a cup of coffee, this one's going to, you know, satisfy you. If you're the guy that likes to be, like, bludgeoned over the head with full strength and full body and like it with your bourbon at night after a dinner, you know, then this is a cigar for you. So I try to, you know, tell people that, you know, this, this may not be my own personal cup of tea, but if you like this type of cigar, this one is consistent in flavor and burn and, and so forth. And that's the other part of my rating system that I didn't get to, and that is the fact that we rate every cigar more than one time. In our typical review cycle, we re- review a cigar four times. Right. We review it at the beginning, then three months later, then three months later, then six months later. And then what we try to do by doing that, we smoke about 11 or 12 cigars from the same batch, and then we can actually speak intelligently, uh, or at least somewhat intelligently, about how consistent that cigar is, how consistent it is with its uh, construction, how consistent it is with flavor, and then also how it changes uh, over the course of, say, a year to 18 months of our review cycle. And uh, nobody else does that, as far as I know. Right. And, and those would be cigars you purchased all at the same time, so you let them the age uh, the cigar. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they all come from the same batch, exactly. And then, and then I keep track of that particular batch of cigars. I may buy another batch of the same cigars, but uh, I, I keep track of that particular batch so that they're all coming from the same batch. Likely, you know how that is in the, in the factories, you know, if they're all coming from the same batch, it's all coming from a team probably in the same day that, that did those cigars. So it may, depending on the size of the factory, it may have been three or four teams or maybe 15 or 16 teams, but still, um, you know, you're, you're comparing apples and apples. So you're really going through almost an entire box through the review process from start to finish. Oh, oh, oh absolutely. Because, you know, I, I smoke one like everybody else as soon as I get them just, just to get like 
you know, my first impression of the cigar just to start formulating some of my opinions about how it's going to fit with this or that and, and try to decide, you know, if I'm going to feature it on my podcast, what libation am I going to pair with this? Sure. I mean, you know, if it's a, if it's a light Davidoff uh, versus a heavy Davidoff, I'm going to compare it uh, or pair it with a different libation and stuff. So yeah, you're right. I do go through uh, with each review. We'll do two or three cigars. Uh, for each review, and then over the course of 18 months. Yeah, you're right. We, we go through quite a few of them. Are you a consumer report type uh, site that um, you're purchasing the cigars yourself, or are, are people sending them in f- to be rated? Uh, mostly I purchase them myself, although I do get people that will uh, send them in. But I have certain guidelines, certain parameters uh, for, for people that send them in. So yeah, it's it's like a one-page document that I send out that has all my disclaimers about this, that, and the other. If 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 I call it an unsolicited uh, uh, cigar review. Okay, so so it's not going to get weighted. Uh, you know, you're not dealing with say an advertiser type of thing that uh, you know it may sway you a little bit. Correct. Right. It, yeah, it's not going to have. It's any, not going to have any bearing on the, the determination of the rating based okay. on the amount uh, of advertising Okay. I'm going to say what everybody else says and and just say no. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. me. But you know what it is. Yeah. Um, there's always a bias. Um, yeah. uh, I earned a PhD, and one thing I learned in research methods okay. is that every researcher has a bias. The the point of research is not whether you have a bias; is whether or not you allow that bias. To affect your decision making and you know right. the whole the whole process of uh, of reporting. Okay, do you ever do it blindly with you know without the bands on it or anything like that, or you know what you? No, I never do a blind. I never do blind reviews because um, the people that are depending on my reviews they never buy blindly. Okay, you know uh, if they were buy in blind fashion, then then maybe it would be useful for me to do a blind review. But people don't buy in blind fashion. They go in there looking for a cigar because they've seen it in the pages of Cigar Aficionado, because they've heard about it on your show or my show, because a friend has told them about it, because they've read something about it in a review online and in, in the newspaper or whatever. So uh, the consumer brings all these expectations to the table, and so when I review, I actually. Uh, I, what I try to do is expand on those expectations. Uh, a very little of what I do is telling them about the, the actual flavors and stuff because there is no guarantee that their experience or perception of that cigar is going to mimic mine. So the lion's share of what I do is to tell the story behind the cigar and the story behind the people behind the cigar. That is what makes a compelling story, and I give right. a heck of a lot of background on the cigar just to try to fill in the interest level of the people. It's an unbelievable. Now, how is this new Stogie rate going to work? Stogie rate is started with the Stogie rate desktop and iPhone applications, which um, I've had the desktop application for, shoot, years. I made one myself because nobody out there had a cigar inventory software that ran on a Mac. So I had to make one. <laughs> anyway, so over the years, it's become pretty popular. It's cross-platform, so I sell a lot of those. And then uh, I made an iPhone uh, software this last year. Well, Stogie Rate Online is going to take the best of those applications and put it all online so that it's going to be a, a cigar review site, but it will bring a lot more than cigar reviews because it's going to allow people to do what I do, and that is to inventory and track batches of cigars. So this site 
will allow you to create humidors. It will allow you to inventory and keep track of your cigars. It will allow you to review those cigars, and it will allow you to share those with the cigar community. So it's also going to be a social networking hub. Oh. And, then, uh, and then there's going to be a lot of cigar information on there as well, things about wrappers and uh, you know, fillers and binders and cigar sizes, cigar shapes, or what to do before you purchase a humidor, what to do after you purchase a humidor, all kinds of information for the cigar people, not to, to, um, and, and not to, to mention the, every podcast that I've ever done is going to be available to the user and every video is going to be available to the user. And the best news about it all is it's going to be free. <laughs> That's nice. great. Okay, so Doc, that, get, that gets me to my question, which is, uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur myself. Where's the money? Uh, where money's going to come from sponsors. Okay, so advertisers. With, advertisers, uh, absolutely. Okay. Advertisers are going to want to know when they see a lot of people doing reviews out there. They're going to want to know what cigars are getting reviewed, what cigars are getting placed into humidors, and, and uh, what cigars are, are people moving from one humidor to another. Um, there's a lot of aggregate information that we can provide them without giving them any personal information about our users, and, uh, and they're going to be able to, um, so, so that's retailers. Cigar manufacturers are going to be able to, to place ads on their own cigars that get reviewed, and uh, I'm going to have a database already of uh, over six thousand cigars wow. and um, those cigars nice. are going to have the pictures of the cigar bands and pictures of the cigars so it's it's going to be a great repository of information almost like an encyclopedia right. except for the fact that you know the uh, encyclopedia of cigars will also have a lot of the done nobodies that you know that, that hardly anybody buys but um uh, you know, the, the database that we accumulate here is going to continue to expand because um, the, the people that use the system are going to help us expand the database. Doc, uh, the producer just gave me the finger, which means we're down to one minute. Um, so is that what that means, Chuck? Oh, it was the other finger. It was the other finger. Um, I'm wondering, um, I like to ask this of our, of our guests, what is it that you have in your humidor that you go back to time and time again? What is your favorite cigar for you? You know, I used to be able to answer that question, but I can't anymore because so many of the cigars that I smoke are, are, are because of our reviewing system and my podcasting system. So I'm always changing to new cigars and, and so forth. But I do like uh, a lot of um, uh, uh, Davidoff cigars, the limited edition cigars, the Millennium Blend cigars. The Pudor that you're smoking is just an incredible cigar. And unfortunately, I can't smoke that as an everyday cigar, but I sure, sure. love them. Um, and, you know, from that point, I guess uh, the things by Ashton, things by Fuente uh, uh, or uh, A.J. Fernandez or Jesus Fuego. You know what? Uh, I've ha I have a pretty broad palate, and I yeah, like a do. lot of different ones. Yeah, well, Doc, we really, there. really thank you for coming on, and we appreciate you putting up with our uh, technical difficulties at the beginning. And we hope to have you on again soon. Thank you very much for calling in. Hey, no problem. My pleasure, and thank you guys at the Cigar Authority. Thank Thanks, you. Doc, Doc thank Diaz calling in from stogiefresh.com. Awesome site. Awesome information. you got to check it out. I think it's the best thing out there. I know I say it over and over, but, boy, wow. Okay, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, um, we're going to have the Ten Commandments of Cigars by Miguel Sodell. Hopefully he'll be uh, calling in and uh, our technical difficulties will be over. I'm going to tell you about uh, two guys' 26th anniversary party coming up and lots more. So stick around. We've got lots of information for you. We'll be right back on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Stay tuned.
Fleur de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Fleur de Lorraine marries rare aged tobaccos in old world craftsmanship. Fleur de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed-out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can get guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. I say, sir, enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune. And it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness that will keep you coming back for more and more but it's the classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every classic blend is available in four classic sizes, the Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic cigars. The name says it all, sir. The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments, before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to 
to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Okay, we're back on the Cigar Authority. Very, very interesting uh, caller we just had, uh, Doc Diaz, which is uh, Stogie Fresh. Uh, what a website. Uh, he's got so much information. There is a smart dude right there. You can tell uh, he is educated, and he's trying to educate you, as we're all trying to do, because our, an educated customer is the best customer, Correct. the people that know. Um, and to enjoy cigars, you go to another level when you really know what you're talking about. If you ever get a chance to go to a cigar factory, see how the cigars are made, see how a roller makes cigars, but there's lots more to it, what's done with the tobacco and stuff, you get a whole new, another appreciation. If you're listening to the show, you've been smoking cigars for years and years, you want to step it up a bit, go see uh, how a cigar is made, and you're going to have a different feeling of it. It's fantastic. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, hopefully we're going to get on uh, Miguel Sodell who wrote the Ten Commandments of Cigars. And we'll give him a few minutes to call in. If he doesn't, we'll go to it ourselves because he did something really great, and it's for um, the people that go in cigar stores, uh, cigar consumers, and it's a Ten Commandments, how to act. He's really saying what's on everybody's mind, too, which right. is really great because if I say it, they're like, oh, you're a jerk or you're a snob or, oh, yeah. Dave, you own your stores. You're worried about your own interests. But, I mean, really, this is common sense and nice etiquette. Hey, I have a mail-order company, too, and uh, – it's not cool, you know, to, to go into somebody's store, and while you're sitting there, tell the, the, the other consumers that are there that there's a good deal on my mail order right. company. And, you know, yeah. you know even if I'm to, to receive uh, the, the, the good from it and, and get the sale or something. Buy a cigar from the guy. Let the guy put a pamper you, on his kid's ass. Yeah. You know what do I mean? Do you guys witness this, Steve? Like, do people really have the... Oh, uh, yeah. Really? Oh, you, have- you know, I don't think they do it on purpose. I think it's ignorance. And they don't realize that, you know, the poor guy's trying to make rent at the, at the yeah. end of the thing. He's got employees. The heat's going on in the store. Uh, he's cleaning their ashtrays off him. He's, cl- you know, giving him a cup payroll. of coffee. He has to pay his tax. I mean, Holy give me God. a break. Jeez. <laughs> and it's February in New England. You, you, <laughs> really? Not a, really? There's, there's not a lot of places to smoke cigars. Somebody's providing it for you. Right. You know, and there's no uh, charge to get in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do the right thing for God's sakes. And, and while you're there, don't destroy the guy and, uh, you know, let everybody know of of the uh, the deal somebody's running or something like that. Everybody's looking to save a buck, but right. for God's sake, geez, you know it's an awful thing to do anyway. But people hey. don't get it, and, and I don't like you said. I don't think they have any ill intent all the time when they do it. They just feel like you know that they're um, they want to show that they have a vested interest in what's going on in the store, and you're about the cigar culture. But it, it's kind of like going into a bait shop, and I buy all my you know rods, reels. 
I don't go to like you know the big Bass Pro Shop because pretty soon if I just spent all my money there, I'd have to go there and buy my pogies too. Right. I want to be able to go and like support the local guy and go get my fish mounted, and I buy my shaman whatever reels or whatever I use from mm-hmm. him. So it's a free plug for you guys. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think. Do we have Miguel on the line? No, we don't. No, we don't. Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You gave me the thumbs up. Yep. No, he just gave you the finger again. Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry I get to tell those, you, you're number one. I get those confused <laughs> all the time. He said you're number one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take. I'm going to take this opportunity to plug um, two guys' 26th anniversary that's coming yeah. up. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Uh, we've been doing this boy since um, our eighth anniversary. We we run a, a big time and a win-win. Hopefully, a win-win situation for the manufacturers, uh, for Two Guys Smoke Shop, and for. Um, the consumer, by all means, and throw a big shindig every year, and we call it our anniversary party. And we've done it year after year. And if you uh, if you were at Two Guys' 25th anniversary cigar dinner last year, we gave a Rolls Royce away along with 200 and silver, 250 silver bars that we had actually minted, four-ounce silver bars. That right now, if you look at the price of silver bars, they're about 140 bucks a silver bar now uh, because it's over 30 bucks an ounce. And um, we had a minted with... with, they, with it just the, went up, too. Yeah, it just went up over 30. Yeah. This is a record high for, for silver. And um, we put all the logos of the cigar companies on that be, to be immortalized forever and ever because I don't imagine anybody ever throwing the thing away. I mean, it's a valuable silver bar. So we gave some lucky winner, won the Rolls Royce, and won 250 silver bars. There was uh, four to 500 people in attendance at it. It was a, an unbelievable event, and we try to do something every year. The question that's asked of us every year after we do the event, as we're shaking hands when people are leaving, are, what are you going to do next? And can we top ourselves? Right. And mm-hmm. I think the answer this year coming up is yes again. As, as it has been every year. It's, and it's hard to do because it, it is, it is an unbelievable event. I was a little disappointed that my idea didn't make the final thing, but you saw that car and you had to go with it. Yes, but I'm, I'm going to hold that idea. because I won't you, say what it is. You know, because we'll no, probably use it next surprise. year. It was, yeah. it, was it was a winner. It was a winner. And it, it got very close. The guy actually, uh, I told the guy, give me 24 hours, get back to me, and l- let me know you can sell me that. And uh, he didn't. Still to this day, he didn't. Hmm. So I, I needed a definite yes, and he wouldn't give me a definite yes, so we moved on. And we moved on this year. We're going back in time to a simpler time and place. It was 1936 when cigars were all the rage. Yeah. Our rights and freedoms were important, and uh, we were getting out of uh, prohibition and the Depression era. Uh, the hottest pastime in the land was called Monopoly, the new board game. The in-dash radio was invented and placed for the first time in the Cadillac Fleetwood. Which I yeah. find amazing because with tubes, it's not like the suspension systems on those things were all that great. You got tubes in the radio and you're bouncing all over the place. Very gutsy move. Well, they did it, and that was the year they did it. So what we did was we were on a search to find a 1936 Cadillac Fleetwood, and we found one. Um, there was only, I believe, 701 or 901, 901 of those cars ever made. That was 75 years ago. Wow. As far as we know, there are three in existence today. Wow. One is in Hollywood in lots of famous films. You'll see it. It looks like the Bonnie and Clyde looking thing. It's in the, mm. also in The Godfather. And some, there's another one out there somewhere, and the third one we have. Was it in Godfather 1 or 2? 1. Okay. And <laughs> so not when he went to Italy? No. No, okay. And... Um, this one is, without a doubt, the finest one that's out there. There's 55,000 original miles. This car is virgin in every way. Everything that's on it is the original one that's put on. Not that they went out and sought after the parts for it and then No parts it. have ever been taken off of this car. Yet we have lots of extra parts also. 
Wow. Um, the guy I got it off of started collecting the parts for it. Well, you just need in case. that. Sure. Yeah. Because, you, if, you know, if you're looking for a certain part for this thing, you have to make it. Right. So whenever a part would become available, he would buy the part and put it aside. So along with the part, we got lots. Along with the car, we got lots of parts. I have a friend yeah. that makes parts. Wow. He yeah. Can, he can fashion any part for anything. He's unbelievable. Very well, cool. Guy, yeah. We may need him. If there's not, <laughs> not one of those parts, but I'll tell you. Disturbcustoms.com. This guy, hey, put a look. Put a plug. A, yes, put a Jonathan. plug in. Go ahead. I don't plug, I don't plug Yay, my own website enough, in. but why well, plug that one? Help him out. So what is it called? Disturbed? Disturbed Customs. Yeah, his name is John Sweeney. He lives in Wyndham, New Hampshire. Nice. Okay. Disturbed custom, Customs. Custom bikes, too. He does. Like he does. Stuff. You should see his bike. He decided yep. one day he wanted to take his Harley apart mm-hmm. and build a chopper. So he built a chopper around his Harley motor. Cool. And he great. just literally just finished the wiring, drove it north somewhere to Bike Week, and won the first contest he entered into. Awesome. Wow. You know, I think I met him before. He you came, did, yeah. He, he came, came in and watched the show, right? Gave us all T-shirts. No, he didn't. He gave most of us T-shirts. <laughs> he wanted I, to give you one. But he didn't have a 2X, and he says, I'll get one. <laughs> you know, the fat he guy did. always gets screwed. He did. he did. I thought, you know what? I bet Tommy has your shirt. Yeah, I don't know. Tommy probably kept it for himself. He, he said, he said I'll, what I'll make a 2X. Like, yeah. you know, we don't make things like this, but uh, we'll get one made. <laughs> Very insulting. But anyway, I'll get one to you. Never did, but that's okay. He's got a free plug anyway. Yay. Free, pl- free plug. Um, so anyway, 901 made, three in existence. We have it. The one we have has 55,000 original miles. It's unbelievable. That's 75 miles a year. Wow. This thing was barely used. I've already put the 75 miles on it. Um, highly collectible, and I'll tell you, driving this car, it commands respect. How's it drive? It drives a little, you know, you've you got to imagine the suspension isn't, yeah. isn't, you know, what it was, but it's oh, amazingly good. good. Right. Amazingly good for, I thought it was going to be way worse. Yeah. And um, you, pull into an intersection, you pull into an intersection, everybody stops. Oh, I'm sure. Let the old man through. <laughs> And they do. I pulled into a gas station with it, which, you know, it's leaded gas. You can't get it. So you got to add an additive onto the gas. Pull into the gas station, stop pumping or pull the additive out. Everybody from inside the gas station comes out. Everybody comes looking. So you're a celebrity. And, Dave, it's not let the old man through. It's let the man through. (laughs) Move aside. That's right. This automobile is priceless, and we're going to give it away Wednesday September 21st. Man, these people are so lucky around here. They really have no idea, some of these people. Yeah. Ridiculous. So, so it's, it's not just giving away a car. Um, it's, you know, and I mentioned the um, – I'll tell you how it's going to work. Um, we don't have a call yet, right? No. Okay, so I'll get into this a little bit. Um, Monopoly came out that year. So it was all the rage. So we're going to have a giant Monopoly game. And uh, that's how the elimination will be, be worked. Rolling the dice? There's 22 um, – real estate pieces on a monopoly board. Well, we have 22 manufacturers that are going to take up those real estate pieces. And we have um, the monopoly people making us monopoly boards. We're going to make a 1,000 sets of monopoly. It's going to be cigaropoly, and it's going to be all the cigar companies that are on it. And everybody at the event is going to get a monopoly board as a, something to take away with. And it's a one-of-a-kind. That's not one-of-a-kind. It's a 1,000 of a kind, but there'll be a 1,000 made. So Don Papine, which I'm so happy that they're going to be part of it. Yay. They're going to have their spot on it, and all these companies will have their spots on it. Just make sure we don't end up on, like, Baltic Ave or something. <laughs> There'll be no <laughs> Baltic Ave. It'll, it'll, it'll be Don Papine Lane or whatever Yay. it's going to be. I'm excited about it. And um, 
guess what? The Cigar Authority is going to have a spot. Oh, yeah. Nice. I think we're going to take one of the utility spots, and there's the railroads and all that stuff. So everything's going to be all. We should be the railroad. The railroad's a good piece, ain't it, when you get all the railroads yeah. together? The railroad, man. We should be all four Broadway, come The on. railroads are the one, though. They well, you can't up. be four. Why not? We're the Cigar Authority. We're four times better than <laughs> everyone else on the board. Yeah. Easily. No offense, Jeremy. No, none taken. It's we'll, fine. We'll get a spot anyway. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I want my own spot. The you Mr. Should. Jonathan spot. There we go. So the, um, uh, it's going to be 300-odd, 364 people or something. It, ha- it has to work a certain way, so mechanically the, the event goes well. I don't have those exact numbers. But we'll start selling the tickets on April 30th. If that's the Saturday, April 30th. So April tickets- 31st, there'll be no tickets available. Right. Most likely. Well, last time it took eight days to sell. We'll see what en- what this ends up doing. What is the date again? So you can refresh my memory, David. September twenty first. So it'll still be warm out. Can we go for like, we go to a drive in and get like you know a cheeseburger or something? Can we go for like one ride? We'll go for a ride. Can anytime. we go for one ride? Absolutely. Uh, Jonathan, Tommy, all of us. Starting okay. uh, starting uh, on um, April thirtieth, we'll have the car parked in front of, in front of one of the stores each day. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the night or something, we go for a ride. It's Absolutely. pretty cool. Love Th- it. This is, uh, was the modern-day limousine. Mm. And it's got the crank window in the middle. Crank window. Oh, nice. It's, it's cool as can be. I mean, it, I'm not be, driving it. I just want to be in the back so I can crank the window up. That way I don't have to listen to Dave. You need a machine gun. <laughs> I have a, I have a uh, Thompson Perfect. machine gun anyway, so <laughs> we're all set there. Um, it, it's... You know, we've given away a Hummer. We've given away 10,000 gallons of gas in a, in a tanker. Uh, wow. We did the Rolls Royce last year. That's but I'll tell one. you, this one is one I don't want to lose. Yeah? This is, this is a diamond here. You know, I found it. It's, like, unbelievable. Well, three left in the world. And, and the way the game goes, you were there last year to see, um, you get offered lots of money oh, to, man. to give up your spot. So um, it's, it's not an all or nothing. I mean, People you, were you turning could, down $17,000. Six figures. No? It was, yeah. like, I mean, sorry, five figures, but are still. You, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. For, to, for to a game get, piece. Here, here, have right. my soul. Please, yeah. <laughs> have my soul. Thank you. So the tickets will be 200, I think 200 or 225. I'm not sure of that either. But, again, it's, it's um, on April 30th, the tickets will go on sale, and they'll be at all two guys' smoke shops. Go there. Go early. Get a ticket. Get a ticket for your friend. Don't hesitate. It's going to be an unbelievable night. It includes, um, like, a five-course dinner. There'll be uh, live entertainment. We got a... Um, uh, Six-piece um, Cuban band, right? No, it's a uh, swing band, swing swing band. Oh. from the '30s. Yeah. That fits the theme. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll have a comedian, and we'll I have... might be there swing dancing too. Maybe I'll bring a girl with me. Why not? Mr. Jonathan is a professional swing dancer. That I am. I actually took lessons to swing dance. Really? One time. Yes, I did. All right. When so I was a younger man. Okay. Good way to meet women. Well, there's going to be a lot of guys here. That's the same with the problem, markets. So. Yeah. Let's try to get some girls to go to this one. Right. It's a sausage mm-hmm. fest. Yeah. So this event also is a who's who because everybody turns out for it. Uh, you know, I'll just give you a quick rundown of some of the people that are going to be there. Um, the folks from Olivero, Swag, are going to be there. Um, Rocky Patel, uh, he's going to be there. Uh, Hoy de Nicaragua, Liga Pavada, wow. Cameron Sickle, the folks from Asensia, Tatuaje, Pete Johnson's coming in. Nick Perdomo's going to come in. Nice. Cusano. Uh, the folks from J.C. Newman are coming. Uh, Don Papine, which is great. These yep. are all confirmed? 
Confirmed. Confirmed. Oh, nice. Confirmed. The folks from Gran Habano, E.P. Carrillo, Ernesto Carrillo and his son are going to come up. Hopefully his daughter, too. Right. Um, um, Alec Bradley, uh, they're Alan coming Rubin. up. Yeah. Alan Rubin will He's be here. Sosa's coming with him, too. Yeah. Yep. Um, Davidoff, uh, Jorge Padron will be here. Um, Camacho, Christian Aroa, the folks from Zycar, uh, La Mezcla Cubana. Um, um, Jesus Fuego called. He wants to come with the 2283. Nice. Um, so it's going to be uh, a who's who, and uh, it's going to be a great time. And I guarantee you, you'll have the time of your life. You'll never miss another one. I don't need to sell it because it's going to sell out anyway, but I, I really would love the folks that listen to this show and support us by listening to what's going on on the show to be part of it. People come from all over the country to come up for it. There'll only be 300-odd seats uh, of tickets to be sold, and uh, it's going to be a great time. And uh, hopefully uh, we, we should actually do what we did this year, which is uh, go live from, uh, from the show. Because Get those cigar celebrities, as Jonathan would say. Absolutely. Right. Get them there. All right, people don't so realize how important something like that is, too, because you get a personal connection to these people, and you realize that, in fact, they are not some big trumped-up celebrity. They're somebody that is like an, a normal person like you or I that you can have a beer with. It kind of makes it oh, very yeah. personal. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, in the Cigar Commandments. Yep, so Miguel, we, we didn't catch Miguel. He didn't uh, he hasn't call called in. in, no. Miguel right. Shodell, we got to give him praise for it anyway because I Brilliant. think he did a great, great job doing it. So Good job, Miguel. You want to do it? You want to do it, David yeah, we'll Letterman start style? Off, well, we'll start off with number 10 here. Uh, you always want to have an extra cigar on hand because you never know when you may run into a brother of the leaf that needs a cigar in a pinch. And actually, I do have to give Dave credit for this. Every single time ever that he's ever lit a cigar in his office, if the there time. is anyone in the in the office that does not have a cigar, he offers them one. Well, I'll tell you, because a cigar never tastes as good as it does when you're smoking it with someone else. Absolutely. So I'm doing it for as much as myself as I am. The I actually feel guilty it. sometimes because you've, you've cracked out some great stuff and you're always like, here, try this. Well, this will never be made again. And it right. was made this time and it's a hundred dollar cigar or whatever. You know, that's what it would sell for in the black well, market. And, and, I, and I really don't believe in the... You know, the guy doesn't know that much about cigars, so give him the crappy one and you smoke the good one or something like that. I'm trying to teach them as they Absolutely. go along also. You know, I, I don't like that. people wasting a cigar, but uh, if they're going to smoke the cigar and enjoy it with you, you might as well enjoy the same cigar. Thou shalt not be fooled by fake cigars. Those Cubans you bought on your cruise for 50 bucks were fake. They do they not were. go around bragging about them. People are laughing at you behind your back. And can I just make a quick interjection here? Sure. When you come to a place like a two-guy smoke shop, see, when you want to buy these fake Cubans online or your, your cruise or wherever you go, you can easily spend $400 here and walk out with two and a half boxes of oh, supreme, good cigars. Yes. great cigars. Yeah, you can. And, you know, people will look at you like you are a jackass or a donkey when you say, oh, yeah, I was on my cruise to St. Martin, and I got these, and that's not even a hotbed for, like, where the Cuban market is being distributed. So please, people in Radio Land, TV Land, JustinTV.com, Come to a brick-and-mortar tobacconist and Absolutely. spend your money here. Well said, sir. Cigar events are not for free cigars. They're educational. Thou shalt not go to a cigar event expecting a free cigar. Yep. You can afford one, and you shouldn't go to the event at all. I have seen people come to a cigar event, and 
there'll be a deal or a promotion going on it, or it'll be, you know, buy three, get one free or something. And the guy says, I don't have any money on me. Mm. So he actually came to get a free cigar. He has no money. Yeah, you lived through it. I'll hit the bell. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds personal. You've lived through it, right? Uh. I mean, they actually don't have a dollar on them nor a credit card. What are you doing? And did not even prepare to buy a few single cigars. You don't have to buy a whole box of cigars. My God, there's a promotion going on. There's some free food. There's free this. Buy a cigar. Common sense. Come with one of your buddies and split a box. As (laughs) this is common sense, and I I really don't believe that people have bad intentions or something. They're just not using common sense. So this is the common sense commandments, really. Thou shalt not be rude about smoking a cigar. We cigar smokers are respectable tax-paying people, and you represent all of us when you're smoking your cigars in public. Correct. Nice. That's it. Thou shalt not complain about prices on cigars. That's a cardinal sin. Every state has different taxes. That's right. And every shop has a different markup. If you do not like it, Find another place to buy your cigars, but don't stand there complaining about it. And don't hang around that store and just complain about it. And more importantly to that point, if you are uncomfortable with the price of cigars, in New Hampshire, obviously, there's no tax on these premium cigars. But in other states, they get murdered. Yeah. Maybe lobby to like, have some of that tax burden relieved so that way a third of every retailer's yeah. dollar doesn't Nobody have to go out of the register right away. Much. No, no doubt. Thou shalt store cigars properly. Buy a humidor or rent a locker at a cigar shop. Respect the hard work that goes into these hand-rolled products. And that goes to, if you ever go to one of these cigar factories and you see the work that goes into it, not only in the cigar, but the cigar box. Correct. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, I have a different respect for cigar boxes since my last trip to Perdomo, the work they put into it. And, you know, we tend to try to jam a box of cigars in somewhere and rip the top off and stuff. The worst. And and it rips their heart out. Now I understand completely why. It is not okay to buy a double Corona and cut it in half. (laughs) Putting out your cigar... To save it for tomorrow is considered ignorant. Thou shalt not abuse a cigar. Mm. That's true. I like that. Thou shalt not mistreat a cigar. Your cigar probably unraveled because you cut it improperly. Correct. Or it burns crooked because you are an idiot. Oh, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) Because Because you lit it wrong. wrong. (laughs) When all else fails, ask for help. Even if you've been smoking for 10 years or something. It happens. There's a right way to light and cut a cigar. I see them do it at the counter. We we talked about this last time a couple weeks ago. Here's, here's my new thing that bothers me big time. Just for guy, the record, we have like a minute left. We don't have to fill anymore. <laughs> but okay. keep going. I got to say it. A guy sticks the cigar in his mouth. He slobbers on it. He wets all over the cigar. He's up and down. And, your cutter. and then he <laughs> says, "Can I?" after he does it, yeah. can I use the, the cutter at the register yeah. and stuff? And I'm like, oh, my God. And sure. the guy, what are you going to do? The guy uses the cutter. It's disgusting. Give it throw him. the cutter yeah, away. Give it to him. Here, it's yours. You've earned it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> buy your, buy your own. Trails. If you're going to yeah. do that, buy your own cutter. No you, kidding. You, you cut a dry cigar that hasn't been on your mouth. Unless, of course, it's your cutter out of your pocket. Do what you want. Please. And don't let me borrow when you do. Nobody likes a cigar snob. Thou shalt not brag about the brand you smoke or how much your cigar costs or how rare it is. Yeah. Mm. And uh, the number one cigar commandment, thou shalt not bring cigars purchased from online or other retail stores to a different cigar shop. Only cigars purchased from said shop should be smoked That is said shop. And that is the number one. That for is a reason. Number one. Want to hit the bell again? Ding, ding, ding. ding. I, I, do, do customers, if they acknowledge this, if they, if they witness this activity, tell me they speak up and will say something. I, mean, <laughs> I know it's not their place to, but if I saw that, I'd be like, hey, guy, come on. How about a little respect? You, know, you might be amazed at the gall and the gumption that some people possess, though. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. I, I wish Miguel uh, called us. I, I got to thank him so much for this anyway, and one of these days we'll get him on there. I think he has made a beautiful thing that I would like on scroll paper. Um, 
you know, with frames and everything and put on every cigar store because we got to keep the brick-and-mortar cigar store alive. Amen. Yep. With, you know, with, without them, believe me, it's not going to be – it's going to be a, a worse world. We want the cigar stores to survive. we got to help them, everybody. Go to your brick-and-mortar stores. Buy some cigars from them. You know, you're only saving a couple bucks – do them a favor. Do yourself a favor, believe me, and buy from your local brick and mortar. You'll feel better about it. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for coming on. We, I think we had a great show. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we had the doctor on. He's got a great, great uh, website over there. And uh, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Thank you very much, Jeremy. Please. Absolutely. My Jeremy Soares from My Father's Cigar. And uh, it was a great time. So uh, we'll see you next time on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Bye, everybody. Take it easy. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603 603- Four seven five one three nine one. That's six zero three four seven five one three nine one. Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting the job, and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed-out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream it's time for you to make mountains move